Science Branch Broadcast, a one-hour promise program on the American Voice Radio Network, featuring Pastor Dan of the Messiah's Branch Ministry. And now, here's Pastor Dan. Greetings, saints, and welcome to Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We're broadcasting live from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on that American Voice Radio Network. Today's date, February 9th, 2023. The world is in trouble. Most don't realize it, but we are still we're in that time at the end, and that's the time before Messiah's glorious return. So it's time to get out of sin, the world, and look to the holy city. Look to the one who suffered and died for you. Did you not hear the sound of the shofar? You need to heed the warning. Get right now before it's too late. Please make the choice for you should tonight. If you need help after the program, call me. I'll pray for you or with you. If you get the machine, leave your name, number, prayer request, and or message. The phone number, of course, 620-878-4682. An emergency cell phone, 316-619-4886. Now, you can always find updates with the breaking news all about the Wichita Mission Church radio program archives contact information, all this at our ministry hub, which is very simply PropsyHour.com. Remember, we are a national satellite radio program, which is simulcast live on internationally on some independent FM stations, four different MP3 streams, Twitch, Rumble, Phone uh, Bridge, picked up by every podcaster out there, at least all that I've seen. On another note, let's thank our listener base in places like Brisbane, Australia, Oxford, the United Kingdom, Kingston in Canada, and of course cities in the United States such as Hot Springs, Arkansas, Hartford, Connecticut, Los Angeles, California, and Akron, Ohio. This last week, you were the largest group of listeners to our radio programs when they podcast, well, later tonight. By the way, folks, uh, send me a text to my phone. Let me know what city you're hailing from. I'd like to know. Um, I do have a way to tell, but anyway, send me a text. Let me know where you're coming from. Anyway, prayer, bring on tonight's guest. Dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua Hamashiach's name I pray. Father, I pray regular tonight goes according to your will, not our will, Father. And so please, please, please give everyone out there ears and wish to hear and understand the truth. So please, Father Yahweh, and your Son, Yeshua Hamashiach's mighty name, bless this program tonight. Amen and amen. Well, our guest tonight is always a light in the month, isn't it, folks? Because tonight we have Pastor Carl Gallup on. He's a best-selling author, and he's been a senior pastor since 1987. He's a talk radio host. He's been heard nationally and internationally on TV and radio guest commentator all over the world. He's a former decorated law enforcement officer, founder of P.P. Simmons News and Ministry Network. He's also a member of the Board of Regents at the University of Mobile in Mobile, Alabama. Carl's written 14 books now, The Rabbi Who Found Messiah, The Magic Man in the Sky, Final Warning, Be Thou Prepared, When the Lion Roars, Gods and Thrones, 
um, God's a ground zero, the rabbi, the secret message, the identity of the of Messiah, God's of the final kingdom, masquerade, that fort, that told us that, uh, you know, what would happen during COVID would masquerade. You should read it. The Summoning, Glimpses of Glory. His latest book, which is a book of many treasures, is called The Yeshua Protocol. And we'll be talking about that tonight, and we'll just see where this program leads us. Uh, welcome now, Pastor Carl. You're there with me. Pastor Dan, not only am I here, but I have bells on, brother. <laughs> You're here with bells on. Well, I hope so. <laughs> you enlighten, I mean, you lift me up. You know, I can be pretty down, and I get you on, and I go, oh, well, this guy's going to give me some good stuff. You know, you just, you know, you lift me up. Anyway, uh, I didn't plan on picking on you tonight. I know sometimes I try to find something to trip you up on, which that's been an impossibility in all these programs. So I kind of gave up on that notion. <laughs> well, brother, I, I'm not that easy to trip up now. <laughs> you know, you're, you're being too gracious, but thank you. Yeah, amen, amen. You know, I was looking at your website. I just I always pull your website up, you know, when I we do the program. And I didn't notice, I just noticed that uh, you act, I didn't know you do a trip to Israel. So is that something you normally do or, you know? Well, tell me about that. I've been, yeah, listen, I've been to Israel several times. But, right. listen, but Zev Parat, who's a good friend of yours and been on your show, and he's born and raised in Israel, lives in Tel Aviv, is Messianic rabbi. Uh, he and I, we've written books together. We've done tons of media together. Uh, we've been on your show before. But... Before COVID hit, before we knew COVID was coming, we had a a, a trip designed uh, to Israel for anybody in the world that wanted to go. We had we decided we would just stick to two buses so we could have a relatively small group and get really personal interaction. Well, right. then COVID hit, and so we had two buses filled, bought and paid for. Uh, and then right. COVID hit, and so we had to cancel that, of course. All right. Well, then 2021 came around the corner. Uh, I think it was. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and then the, and Israel just said, no, no, if, if anybody comes, everybody has to be vaccinated and, you know, it's very limited and motel rooms, et cetera. So we had, uh, had to just bypass that. Then 22 came around and, uh, you know, and they were saying, yeah, 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 we can do it now. So we got, Two buses again. I think they were filled. Uh, we set aside two buses. We had a lot of people going. And then that had to be canceled because Israel changed its mind mm-hmm. about, um, you know, letting people in during the time we were supposed to go. So, anyway, <laughs> we have another one now scheduled for November of 2023. It looks like it's going to be wide open. People are already signing up. We're still going to go with the two-bus idea. Even if it's just one bus, that's great with us. But, you know, right. we want to get as many as can go without having too, too, too many people. Right. So right. that it can be, yeah. And, and so, anyway, you know all the books we've written, Zeb and I both, about Israel and the inner workings of the scriptures and, and the plate, the real place of Golgotha, the real place of the... Uh, of the of the birth, you know, at Magdalera and on and on. Well, we're going to go see all of those things, and uh, it's not going to be the standard fare. And, and yeah. Zeb lives there; he knows where everything is, what to see and what not to see. So it's going to be a good trip. 
Yeah, I, I bet it really will be, folks. And if you if they're not filled up, you ought to get on it if you're planning a trip to Israel. You know, I was so greatly impressed by his book, but you know that's what people. You know, we look at it. No matter how hard we study, we still weren't born and raised like Zeb was. You know what I mean? He's in the yeah, land. He has yeah. language. And he has such a vast knowledge of, well, we think substance this way, but when you look at it from the perspective of those folks, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, so he's even shined light on, in that book that he wrote, shined light on, on some revelations for places were and things. And so, yeah. Healthy and spirit, yeah. Yeah, and with and with your knowledge too, boy. That you folks, if you get in on that tour, you're going to be getting a plus. That's a fact. But it looks like his, your son's also going. Yes, I was going to ask you. Listen, and I don't know. You and I've been together for so long. Have you, by chance, ever interviewed my son, Brandon? No. Uh, does oh. he uh, get, send me an email or something? Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not inviting him, but let me just tell you, you will not be disappointed. Uh, he he and I have done media, quite a bit of media together, television right. and radio. Uh, he is a pastor, senior pastor. hadn't always been. He's been a he's been a commercial construction uh, engineer, licensed right. in like five or six different states, and he's done all that. Then he uh, was an associate pastor of a large church up in North Alabama, and the director of a huge uh, rehab uh, facility and center directly connected to the church. People, the clients from all over the Southeast, huge, huge, uh, respected, uh, the judges, the lawyers, the courts, they refer people to them, etc. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, he has just accepted a senior pastor position in a church down here on the Gulf Coast, about two and a half hours away from me. Oh, and, yeah, so he's getting ready to do that. They're going to open up a, a rehab clinic uh, connected to their church down in that area. And so he's blowing and going. But in the meantime, he preaches every Sunday. He helps me do research on my books. He and I have done media. So yeah. he's got a plethora of knowledge that I think you and your audience would love. Again, I'm not trying to cheaply invite him. I just You mentioned him, and I was wondering if you had ever even met him. No, I haven't, but I would love to interview him. That uh, would be a really interesting interview. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There you go. You brought him up before, but I just never thought about, you know, an interview. Yeah. But, yeah, that would be a great idea. That'd well, I'll, I'll get you all the contact info for him after the show, uh, Pastor Dan. And, and, again, if you decide not to use him, brother, that's between you and the Lord and him. And, and <laughs> no hard feelings. I, I, I do not go around promoting myself or him. But since you asked, and I was just wondering, it struck my, my curiosity. And yeah, well, that that's a safe harbor for me. You know, I'm pretty cautious nowadays about who I ask on the internet. You know, um, but that's a safe harbor. I mean, yeah. if it's your son and you're helping him do your yeah, great. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, let me say plug your turn one more time, um, folks. Really, uh, you go over there to carlgallops.com if you are planning a trip to Israel. I don't see how you could be in any better company than with these three guys. I mean. Wow. Uh, to get a pick your brain and to be able to talk with it, that's just great. That's just great. Yeah. yeah. Well, amen. Um, hey, we're going to talk about that book of many treasures tonight. you got a problem with that? I don't, <laughs> but, but but can I say something else about yeah, this? Yeah, you can talk what you want. Okay, well, it's, it's just this. We're going in November. I mean, that's going to be beautiful. In the early part of November, the fall, the early fall, oh, my gosh. The weather's going to be amazing, 
and it'll be right after all those major feast days of the fall, and so you know there'll be some some leftover right. from that that we can partake in and stuff, and just have fun with that. We'll have teaching sessions. I'll be teaching Zev and my son Brandon. We'll do them at ca- casual times when people on the tour can just want to sit back with a cup of coffee and ask questions, and maybe in the evening or maybe in the mornings before we take off and go tour. So it's going to be really personal with a lot of teaching, teaching on the buses, teaching at the sites, and even in the evenings. And 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 it's going to be really relaxed. I mean, we're not going to make you come to the teachings, for example, at night if you don't want to. I don't care if three people show up or if if uh, eighty people show up. And the other thing too is um, we uh, we've got some free time built in where you can tour some parts of Jerusalem by yourself, go out one evening with somebody or groups of people that you've met. So it's right. it's really good. The, the other thing Zev wants me to tell everybody is that, you know, prices of everything have gone up everywhere. But he knows the people that run this tour company personally. Again, Zev lives there. Right. So he's really, really worked to keep it down. It's under, I think it's, it's under 5000 now a person, which you look at almost everybody else's tours, and they're 5000 or more. Yeah, this is like... That. 43 or 4,500, I think, and that includes all kinds of things. But if you go to my website and click on the, the, the banner, it'll take you to the tour company's website, and they tell you everything you need to know, and if you want to register, you can. And I can say this from personal experience. If some calamity hits like COVID and, and, and Israel shuts it down, that tour company will give you every penny of your money back. That happened both times before. So anyway, I just want your people to know all that. Yeah, amen. And personally, we're, we're, we're kind of past the COVID thing. I don't see how they can backtrack on COVID, you know, especially <laughs> with all the information that's coming out, you know, whether it's in, in Congress and, and so on and so forth. And, I don't know if you've been paying attention. We'll get into your book, but I don't know if you've been paying attention to him drill the the Twitter people over there. Yeah, I think that's hilarious. They're catching them in bold face lies, bold face lies. I'm telling you, brother. All right, if they had Carl Gallup's before a congressional (laughs) committee, and I was under oath, and it was important stuff of national concern, and I was lying. Oh, they boy. would they would charge me and put me in in prison, and I yeah. mean it's 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 a criminal offense to lie under oath before a congressional hearing and a congressional investigation. So I don't know what they're going to do with these guys. They caught them red handed. Caught them. I mean, set oh, them yeah. up. I, I, I yeah, go ahead. I'm just going to say, yeah, set them up. Yeah, I seen that one lady, you know, congressman, set them up about lying. She got them to lie right there. Oh, my gosh. They walked right into the trap. It reminds me of Satan walking into the trap of the crucifixion (laughs) and the resurrection. You know, he just walked right into it thinking he was in control in his arrogance. Those Twitter officials sitting there, she asked him, well, did you... Did you do this on my account and this account and that account? No, I did not. Or, or I have no memory of that. You know, all the and and, the, and she had all the documents that yeah. that you know have been leaked since then, showing that he did do that, and and he lied about the whole. He just lied. He just yeah. lied. Yeah. That's just one example. Yeah, exactly. In fact, they did the the opening guy warned them right when they came in. Said, "Well, this part's investigation, but be, you're on notice that the arrests are going to follow." Yeah, I've heard that. 
And so, anyway, I hope so. I mean, you know, somebody, if they don't throw a blanket up, somebody's got to stop it. I mean, yeah, they, they got away too long. Anyway, anyway, yeah. um, well, okay, we've got that. Well, we've got about five minutes or so to start. You know, there's so many important things. I call this book a book of many treasures because it is. Um, one of the, we talked about some things last time, but this time I'd kind of like to get into internal entanglement, entanglement and uh, the light, how it holds everything together. Because, Carl, you scientifically explain um, how being in two places at once and such, we've talked about those interdimensional things, but in your book you actually make a, a plausible explanation that is just undeniable. And so even for the hardest skeptic to say those things, then you go read that, wait a minute, you can't, you know, it's there. So I don't know how you want to go into that, so we'll leave it over there with you. Yeah, okay, well, no, I'd be glad to. The bottom line is, and I love I love sharing this with people, and, and especially if they've never heard this before at all, but the bottom line is there's... We're living in the age now, uh, the time of human history, where we're really unfolding some deep, deep secrets of atomic structure, uh, and and of course the study of all of that and is is called you know quantum physics or quantum dynamics, and and most of your 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 folks know those words, and you may have some people listening that are actually degreed in this. So I want those people to please bear with me because I will be talking um, beneath you, I know. But we've got so many people, you know, of all ages and all levels of study in this, that from very little to a whole bunch. That, so I'm going to just cut it right down the middle and make this uh, understandable by all, I pray, with the Lord's help. So the bottom, the bottom line is this. We, these are things we know. We know that all things are made from atoms, and atoms are made or 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 what makes molecules and and molecules form substances in other words two at, two atoms of hydrogen with two uh, with an atom of oxygen h2o uh that that makes the substance water okay so you got atoms that make molecules those molecules make matter so there's an example all right so we know at the at the atomic level when I say no, I mean with great degree of certainty and all manner of, of decades of scientific discovery and exploration and peer-reviewed papers and research, we know that at the smallest level, you've got the atomic structure that is made of a nucleus uh, with, uh, with neutrons, and I'm not going to get too deep here, but protons and electrons, the electrons go around the, the nucleus, and so in an orbit, and there's an atom. But but the thing is, of of all of the elements of the of the universe, the atomic structures, um, every atom is is constructed a little differently. In other words, there's different numbers of protons and electrons, and, and even the orbits that those those particles of the atoms uh, travel. Well, all of that's really really cool, and that's pretty basic, you know, basic science there. Now, but the thing is, is that in in the last I don't know fifty, sixty years, we've we've come into a really deep exploration of the fact that those atomic structures—protons, neutrons, electrons—and um, uh, the nucleus and all that—that that, that they are made of even smaller particles. 
And I'm not going to get in. I mean, we could, you know, be right. into college level here in a minute, deep, deep college level. But but they're in e- even smaller particles make up those particles. And not only that, but we also know that between all of those particles is space. I mean, it's it's like yeah. particles are revolving and 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 and, and cir- circulating the nucleus, and all of these activities are going on in these things we call atoms. But see, in my mind, when I talk of a hydrogen atom most people think of the picture in the book it looks like a little solar system and usually there's a circle around it like it's a contained uh, object but the bottom line is they there is no shell around an atom there there is no membrane it's not like a molecule you know or or that has like a, a membrane around it and then the elements within the molecule or the cells that have a membrane Atomic structures are some of the smallest things that we know. Now, the quanta structures, the, the, the particles that, that go even deeper within the atomic structure, those are the, the smallest elements that we know, that we can measure to some degree or other, or quote, see, I'm making air quotes, because these structures, uh, Pastor Dan, are like the wind. That is, no one has ever actually seen the wind. In its most literal sense, no one has ever seen it, but we can measure it and we can see its effects. So we know it's there. We know how to describe the wind and it can do good things for us. It can sail a boat or or it can tear up miles and miles and miles of territory with tornadoes and hurricanes and everything else. Okay. Well, atomic structures are like that. We, we, we have no one, and, and I've, I've got this all documented in my book. Everything I'm saying is documented by scientists. No one has ever actually seen these particles. But by the way, the whole, the whole elemental um, system of the world works. We know they're there. It's like the wind. We see their effects. We know how it works, how they, some atoms can bond with other atoms and some cannot. That's called chirality. That's a, another big term, and I don't want to get into it. But, but bottom line is, not all atoms can bond with other atoms to make a molecule. But the ones that do, they know what they can bond with, and they know what they can't. So we've got all of that. Now, now hang on. Okay, hang on. So, we're getting ready to come to the, to the PowerPoint here, to the climax of the whole thing. So what happens is we look at this amazing atomic structure and we don't really understand the internal revolutions of those elements within the structure. To, to us, they seem to be willy-nilly. To us, they seem to have no particular rhyme or reason necessarily. And, but yet, each atom knows what it is. And, and, and so you've got these forces that are moving within these atomic structures that we cannot really accurately predict the measurement of where a certain element in an atom is going to be at a certain time. We don't know. And this is still Carl, I've got to go to a break. Okay. okay. I'll pick up when we come back. Okay. But I'm, I'm going somewhere, audience. Please hear me. I'm going somewhere. <laughs> Carl you, usually is going somewhere. Anyway, find him at carlgallops.com, carlgallops.com, and we'll be back in just a short period of time.
Pastor Dan will be right back. Whether you are pre-trib, mid-trib, or pre-wrath, or post-trib, whatever your position is, this book will help you to find the truth. If you're really looking for the truth about the rapture, I honestly believe you will find it in this book. It'll settle in your spirit because the truth is the Holy Spirit knows the truth about the rapture. And one of the reasons that the people other than post-trib can't seem to find peace about this is because the Holy Spirit is trying to tell them that they don't have the truth. That is, until they find post-trip. But either way, this is going to help you to find the peace about the rapture. I really recommend you get it. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10. 1 for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. 1 for 20, but don't do that. 10 for 30, 20 for 50, give you extras to give to your friends. Because once you read this one, you're going to be handing this to your pastors, to all of your Christian friends, and just ask them to read it. If they get through the first chapter, they're going to read the whole book. And they're going to love it. And it's going to help them to really find the truth about the rapture. How Pre-Trib 1 at ProphecyClub.com In this time of the social and spiritual breakdown of America and the world, in these prophetic end times, God is calling multitudes of Christians to the Ozarks and other safe havens around the world to survive so they can spread the gospel. The Art Haven Intentional Neighbors Vision is to prepare Christians physically, mentally, and spiritually for these end times. Thousands are coming to the Ozark Mountains in Arkansas and Missouri, where even the CIA says it's one of the safest places on earth. The Intentional Neighbors concept allows Christian neighbors to own adjacent land to each other so they can aid and help each other. The community is exploding with nurses, a doctor, and other professionals as well as many others. If you cannot afford to buy a house, you can rent a house. Call 479-502-1789. That's 479-502-1789. Or visit arkhaven.org. That's arkhaven.org. Tell them Pastor Dan sent you. Folks, we're back. This is Pastor Dan Kaplan. You're listening to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour on the American Voice Radio Network. Well, folks, really do pray about supporting Wichita Mission Church. All donations, no matter what size helps. And the Father notices all donations that come from where? Your heart, of course. If you don't wish to help with poor, consider a donation for radio airtime. Your donation keeps us on the air. Now, you can donate online, by cash app, by mailing a check or money order, give donation on the phone, all those regular things. You can find all the information at ProphecyHour.com. That's ProphecyHour.com. And, hey, we're now back with Pastor Carl. And he's still there, right? Yeah, I am. And. Uh, <laughs> You want me to keep going? Yes, sir. You were taking us someplace, as you said, and we want to know where you're taking us. Thank you. I am. And let me just say to your audience, first of all, I apologize. I mean, I'm trying to cram in a whole lot of stuff here, but uh, and, and I know it might be a little tedious, but please bear with me, because what I'm trying to show you is the unbelievable complexity of of everything, 
of life, yeah. of matter, of m not only animal and insect life, but microscopic life, and then mountains and oceans and trees. And I mean, so the complexity of this whole thing, the planets themselves, the solar system, they're all made of atoms. And, and so what's happening is, is that in these atomic structures, this is what we know so far from science, is that there's really no rhyme or reason that we can discern as to how these things work, yet a hydrogen atom is always a hydrogen atom, an oxygen atom is always that. And they, they seem to know. I'm making quotes around the word no. I, I don't, they're not living entities, I don't guess, but they, something is feeding them information. Information is coming from somewhere. They know what to do and how to do it and when to do it and where to do it. They also know not to just fly off and fall apart because I said, there's no shell around these atomic structures. There's no membrane. It's just these, these elements that are revolving around the nucleus similar to, not exactly, but similar to the way the planets revolve around the sun. So something's holding the elements of these atoms in, in order. It's holding them together, and then the way they work determines our whole existence. Now, what's so freaky about that is the laws of nature, you know, the, the laws of thermodynamics, the laws of gravity, everything depends upon the proper working of these atomic structures, but the laws that govern those atoms don't seem to be anything earthly. They don't seem to match anything that we can measure about other laws, like the laws of entropy or the laws of thermodynamics. So, so the point being, something that seems to make no sense in how it works is what makes sense of everything that is. I don't know if that, if that makes sense or not, but, but it's just it's unbelievable. It's mind-blowing. Now, here's where I'm going. I had to set all that up so that what, what I say next will be as powerful as that can be over radio. And that is this. So in the, in the tremendous complexity of everything I've just described, now consider this. Something is holding those atomic structures together. Well, we now know what it is. I, 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 the discovery of it, I don't know when it came. It's been within our lifetime, within our, our generation. But now we know that there are particles they would call photons, photoelectric energy, photomagnetic, uh, electromagnetic energy. There's an energy field. There's an energy force in each little atom, this, this microscopic organ, not organism, it's not an organism, this microscopic particle element that actually creates everything that is around us. And, and these these things um, are, 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 I almost lost my place there. I, was, I had somebody walk in my office. I'm sorry. But the bottom line is they, we know they now hold together, and they hold together by an energy source, an energy source that's called electromagnetism or photoelectric energy. Well, those two words, the, the simplest form to tell you what those two things are, and, and again, this is documented in my book, scientific website, say this. Those are known to us as light. Without photoelectric energy, without, uh, you, th th there can be no light. That's what creates light. So, now think about it, brother. So what is it that holds the atomic structure together 
And in that holding together the atomic structure, that atomic structure of hydrogen knows if it will bond two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen atom in chirality, that water can be made. Well, without water, there's no life. Well, what holds all that together? Light. Light. That's, that's what physics says. Light holds it together. Well, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go all the way back to, in other words, nothing that we see could have been created if there was not first light. We go all the way back to Genesis 1, in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void. And, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep. But then God said, let there be light. The first thing we read from an ancient document of thousands of years old, the first thing we read is, God created everything, number one. Number two, the first thing he created, because without this power, without this energy, nothing else could hold together. The first thing he created was light. Now we know, just within our lifetime of scientific discovery, that if it wasn't for light, atoms would not hold together. And if atoms can't hold together, then they can't bond with other atoms. And if they can't bond with other atoms, there can be no such thing as matter. Everything from a rock to a mountain to a glass of water. Nothing. The glass that, the, that holds the water could not be created. Everything is created by these things that we don't really know how they work exactly. They don't have a shell. They don't have a membrane. We cannot really see the elements. We can only measure their existence to, quote, know they're there. And, and the way they operate doesn't match anything we know on the earth that operates that way, any other structure. Yet if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. And what holds them together is light. And the first few sentences of the Word of God tell us that's the first thing God created. Then we, throughout the Old Testament, we hear the Bible say, God is light. Right. He is light. Then we get to the New Testament, and Jesus says over and over, I am the light of the world. John starts talking about, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, is what it eventually says. But, they, but he also says, and in him, that Word that was becoming flesh, was light. And that light shone in the darkness, and the darkness could not even understand it, is what it says in the Greek. It literally says that in the Greek. So, so light, we're introduced. Jesus is light. He's the light of the world. He tells his disciples, I'm the light of the world. He opens the eyes of a blind man. He says, I'm the light of the world. Okay? And then he tells his followers in, in his Sermon on the Mount, look, you are now the light of the world. If you're in me, you share my light with the world. Okay, all that's cool. But then when we get to Colossians chapter 1, we hear this. I don't have it in front of me, so I'm paraphrasing it. So if I miss a word or two, forgive me. But here's the, the context of it. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Amen. And by him, everything was made. The universe was made. Everything that's made. Everything that is seen and unseen is made by him. And in him, all things hold together oh my gosh that's exactly what chemistry tells us it's exactly not not about jesus but it light holds it together and the word of god that's been around for thousands of years said the first thing god created was light the next thing it says is god is light 
The next thing it says, Jesus is God. The next thing it says is, therefore, Jesus is light. The next thing it says is, he's the one that created everything, even the unseen things, and he's the one that holds it all together. Why? Because he is light. Now, brother, now, brother, <laughs> that was That's a whole funny. mouthful of stuff to say, but I hope your audience gets the power of that. I mean, we take for granted that we're alive, we're made of atoms, and we're sitting on a chair or wherever, and that's made of atoms. And we drink a glass of water, and that's made of atoms and molecules. And Jesus holds it all together. If, if Jesus didn't exist, we wouldn't exist. If God didn't exist, we wouldn't exist. If light, the power of light didn't exist, nothing could exist. Yet the Word of God is the only book in the whole world that declares all of those statements, pulls it all together, and points it all to Jesus. Yeah, and that is it's totally mind, but folks, it's totally mind blowing. You've got to get the book and 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 see how it puts it out, Carl. It, it just blew me away. You know, it gives such a greater meaning to you know light. And I've read those passages many times, and Amen. I accept all of it, but I didn't accept it on this deepness. You understand what I mean? On because you can't. It, it, that's scientific. You're mixing science with the Bible, but the yeah. Bible was already telling us science. We were just human beings and not yeah. paying close enough attention, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Throw this other light thing in there. When a baby's made, what happens? Yeah. When the two cells, the female cell and the male cell, the sperm and the egg, meet, we now know, we we see it there are videos of it it's a it's a fact it's a relatively new scientific discovery in fact in fact an OBGYN that's famous around the United States is a dear friend of mine I don't want to be dropping names and stuff but we just are we have been for years and I can remember in our lifetimes just oh 15 20 years ago he was talking about this and he was just blown away by it that but when those two cells meet uh, and life is formed that there's a spark there's a light. There's a light that just bursts forth. It's been written up in scientific journals. Of course, the scientists that hate the Word of God and hate Jesus Christ and hate Christians, they, are, they say, well, what it is is uh, it's sulfuric reactions between the various chemicals that are in the... Okay, I know. It's, something's got to make it happen. We know that. But how unbelievable is that, knowing everything else I just said about light? Yeah. Now we find out that life okay. itself begins with a burst of light. Yeah, Amen. I mean, I, yeah, it just—it's just unbelievable. Yeah, it's—it's—it is really internally mind blowing, you know. Um, you also, and I don't know. You also, when you 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 put it in this in context, then you you pull over and you talk about, you know, internal entanglement. You know, yeah. talk about yeah. how things can be in two places. <laughs> that, that's, that okay. Yeah. Let's go deeper. Now, again, some of your audience have studied this at graduate level. Some of them might even be physicists, and they will know this, and they can explain it much better than I. But but um, I've, I've written to it. I've had it edited and peer-reviewed, so it's, it's all correct. So I, it, even if I happen to misspeak, I don't think I will. You get the book, and it's all there, and it's all referenced. But here's the deal. This is a well-known fact now in the study of quantum dynamics, quantum physics, quantum science. That if you took an electron out of an atom and you put it on a spaceship and flew it to the moon, 
and the astronaut got off with that electron, got off the spaceship on the surface of the moon. And now I, I'm using this simple illustration to to put a concept in people's heads, but but That's these fine. experiments have actually been done, uh, not with a uh, astronaut getting off on the moon with a, a test tube with an electron in it, but 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 in in laboratories and then being separated. So if you take an electron out of an atom, let's say of hydrogen, and you take it to the moon, just one electron, and you leave the rest of the atom back on Earth. If you stimulate the electron up on the moon, and let's just pretend like we could tickle it and it starts moving around, then that atom back on Earth instantly responds to that stimulation of what was taken from it and flown to the moon. It's called entanglement. That element is still entangled with the atom from whence it came. Now, we know this to be a scientific fact. And, and again, I used an illustration just to put the concept in people's right. minds. But we know that this is true, that it happens. Now, that's kind of, that, that kind of, that's got the scientists really digging into, can something be like two places at once? I mean, you know, you're separated by what, well, how far is the moon? I forgot, 83, 93,000 miles or something like that. I don't remember. No, 186,000 miles. 93 million is the sun. 186,000 miles from the earth. If it literally would work. It, it, and so that means like that atom can still communicate with itself in two different realms of reality, two different dimensions completely apart, one on the moon, one on the earth. And yet, the atom is though it's it's like it's in two places at once, and it knows what's happening in one place, knows what's happening in another. Well, that's pretty amazing. But and 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 you can go as deep as you want on studying that. Your folks can right. get on the internet and check up entanglement theory. It's called theory, but so much of it has been has been absolutely yeah, scientifically proven. So, but but the point is, okay. So that scientific thing about two places at once. It's like in God's domain, of course, he created all of that, and we don't really understand exactly how that works with one element of the atom, you know, 186,000 miles away, but yet it's still existing as though it's still attached to the atom that's back on Earth. How can that be? We don't know, but God does. Why? Well, how does he know? Because he created it. He created it. If it wasn't for that atom, we couldn't be here. Okay, so, but it explains things. If God, I mean, no, since God created it, and since he knows how to work all of that, then that means he's the one that creates the different dimensions and the portals to go in and out of them. Now, before your people freak out, again, remember Jesus on the cross telling the thief, today you will be with me in paradise. Well, what's he talking about? He's talking about two human beings are going to interdimensionally travel through time and space in just a few moments once they leave the bodies they were fitted with for earth and they're going to be in another place called paradise which in Hebrew translates Gan Eden they're going to go back to the Garden of Eden and they're going to be together in reality in a physical body fitted for that environment now that's what Jesus promised the thief that's what's going on well now we know just scientifically Dang, that's possible. <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, we don't know how to do it, but 
but what the little we know about quantum mechanics tells us that that possibility is very real. All right. Well, when you consider that, that also answers, I mean, kind of begins to speak to prayer. You know, people say, well, you Christians are stupid. You close your eyes and you start talking to yourself and you think you're talking to God. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> well, we are created. If we can create a cell phone as a receiving device where I speak into it, it turns my voice into a digital uh, code. It bounces it off of an antenna maybe 30 miles from my house, bounces that around the world, and in seconds I can be talking to my friend Zev Parad in Israel on a black box. It turns my digitized voice back into my regular voice, and within seconds we're talking to each other. If we can invent that, why could God not use our atomic structure to connect directly to his throne in another dimension, even in another time if need be? Of course he can, and of course he does. We see evidence of it in the Word of God telling us that's exactly how it works. You get with the Lord in your head, in your spirit, in your heart, in your inner person. You can be alone. You can be in a crowd. You can be driving a car. Just don't close your eyes. But you can, but, but you can, you can speak to your Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus. He's the key that opens the portal that puts you right before the throne of God. And that concept, as silly as that sounds to unbelievers... It is backed up by the concepts of quantum mechanics. The other thing it does is it takes us to scriptures that were heretofore a little tough to wrap our minds around. I'm thinking of Zechariah 12, where God says, In that day, says the Lord. And that day means the, the day of the crucifixion as well as the day of his return. In that day, you will look upon me, says the Lord whom you have pierced, but you will mourn for him as an only son. Wait a minute. Here's God saying that he's the one on the cross. But yet, when we see him, we're not really calling him God. The world isn't, because he just looks like a man. So we're calling him maybe the son of God. And we mourn for him as we realize he could have been our Savior. And we call him the Son of God that we're mourning for. What did God predict 400 years before the crucifixion? He said, on that day, you will look upon me whom you have pierced, and you will mourn for him in another dimension, if you will, as an only son. That's what you will call him. That also applies to the second coming of Jesus, because when the Lord comes back, we, the whole earth, will look upon him who we have pierced, who really was God in the flesh, the Word that became flesh, and we will mourn for him as an only son, and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess Jesus Christ as Lord. So people, you know, that that are non-believers, they'll hear us say those kinds of things, and they'll say, oh, you're a bunch of idiots. That sounds like science fiction. Actually, it's wrapped up in science, and God is the greatest scientist. He's the creator of all the scientific realm that we have discovered. And that doesn't even get into DNA, brother. That's just atoms. Amen. Yeah, amen. That's a whole nother conversation. But it, that reading that, putting those concepts into this book, you know, because you know, there's different levels of reading for people. But, you know, doing that, it, you know, at first it was like, you know, I kind of, in a sense, wanted to throw the book because, you, you know, it's like, okay, Carl, date again. I just can't, you know. But it's just so fantastic because it also makes me it makes me want to jump up and down and say, boy, I can't wait because this, you know, 
it's kind of like when somebody somebody tells you about a brand new car, right? And yeah. you, you look forward to that car, and and you know that you're going to get it or whatever you bought it, but you still isn't the same until it's right there in front of you, and you go, oh, okay, well here it is, it's mine. Well, that's kind of how I mean in distance, and that you proved it to me. You're you're proving things that are seemingly unprovable, but there is the physical reality of it. Science just said it, but the Bible's already been saying it for so long. And so when those re- realities hit together, boy, it just makes me want to jump up and down and scream and holler. And good thing you weren't here with me when I read it, because I'd have picked you up and swung you around. Carl. Uh, I appreciate it. Well, you know, <laughs> and that, yeah, and there's like 41 or 42 illustrations in this book. Yeah. And again, I tell your listeners, if you want to see one that will knock your socks off just to help you give it a taste, just go to the book's website. I've got one illustration right there on the webpage, and it's at carlgauss.com slash protocol. Protocols. carlgauss.com slash protocol. If you can't remember that, just remember carlgauss.com, and at the top of the page you'll see a little advertisement that says click here to read inside. And you can read the first 63 pages of the book. You can see the table of contents where it goes, and you can read the first 63 pages. But on the website, you can watch videos, you can watch trailers, you can watch interviews I've done, plus you can look at that one illustration that will blow you away. And there are 40 others just like it. Yeah, amen. Um, that that cover is what got me the you know the very first time when she had sent it to me. In fact, we talked about that um, you know the first time before the book even came out. By the way, it's out now and everything. Is it doing good? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's doing real well. I've had a lot of media, a lot of international media, TV and radio. You're a part of all that. Um, I'm flying out this Sunday, um, going up to a major international television show and uh, doing some filming on that. Uh, Just got off of an international uh, radio broadcast. It's the largest international radio broadcast on the planet. I did three hours uh, last Saturday night on this book. Um, and then I come home, uh, rest for a week, and I go back out and go to three more television shows. So people are loving it, and people are reading it, and a lot of media about it. So I praise God. And well, uh, it's, it's all Him. I mean, it's just all Him, brother. I just, I, oh. I study this stuff, I preach it, and I teach it, and then I start writing it down. But when I do, I research and I find there's so much more and I, everything I keep discovering I keep putting in this book and and it just it's it's mind-boggling to me there's a dozen yeah. different revelations in it. Yeah, absolutely. I folks, I call it a book of many treasures because it really really truly is. You always you always seem to outdo yourself and you make me seem like okay, what's next? <laughs> well, you're so kind. Hey, brother, there'll come a day when I might not remember my name. So I'm just trying to, you know, you know, bro, as long as God keeps my mind sharp, I'm going to keep putting in on paper what he's putting in my mind. All right. Well, I'm going to have to get out of here. Um, tell them where they can find you, and we'll, we'll say goodbye till next time. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you, Pastor Dan, for having me. It's real easy. It's myname.com. That's Carl Gallup. Dot com C A R L G A L L U P S Carl Gallup dot com. Everything is there, including my store, the book. This book can be bought anywhere online and in brick and mortar stores and directly from me. So you got plenty of places to find it. All right. Well thanks for being on. I love you, Carl. We'll talk again. You be love you too, brother. Love you okay. too. Thanks for having me. All right. 
Well, folks, that's Pastor Carl Gallup, you know, and you know he's one of my very, very favorite guests. Speaking of guests, we've got some other guests coming up for you, and you'll just have to wait and see, but there will be some next week. Anyway, pray about Fort Wichita Mission Church. We still haven't pulled out of that winter slump, and we don't get out of it till people start getting their income tax checks. So we really, really do need your help because we're even taking care of more people. If you don't want to donate to the poor and the homeless, then pray about supporting radio airtime. It's not free. But remember, folks, there is only one true God. He is your Father. He is a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His Son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave His life for repented sins, and He rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through Him, and only through Him, is the way to the Father. And you just heard it. He is that light, and light holds everything together. Isn't that amazing? Remember, always be a blessing to others. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You are praying for Yeshua's return. Lord our God, Father, King, Universe, Father, I ask in Yeshua HaMashiach's name that you would please, please, please bless and keep them, and that your face would shine upon them, and that you would be gracious to them, and give them peace like no one or nothing else can. Well, until next Thursday, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. Y'all be blessed. You've just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the Internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for Messiah's Branch.